ideas and new technology are causing seismic shifts in the media industry. Where are we headed? What does it mean? Keep listening. Media strategist Gabriella Mirabelli talks with the brightest minds in entertainment and business. Meet the innovators, the risk takers, and the disruptors on the front lines of change from Hollywood, Wall Street, Silicon Valley, and beyond. The future is coming to a screen near you. Are you ready? This is the Up Next podcast with Gabriella Mirabelli. Welcome to Up Next. I'm your host, Gabriella Mirabelli. My guest today is Pascal Lanou, an e-commerce executive and pioneer with decades of experience defining successful, disruptive digital strategies and building sales and efficiency-driven digital teams. He's currently the chief strategy officer at Skeepers. We're going to be talking about Pascal's thoughts on customer engagement and how he's guiding Skeepers to enable their clients to generate value for and from consumers. Hi, Pascal. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, Gabriella. It's my pleasure. You're the chief strategy officer for Skeepers, a company that's described as a people-smart SaaS solution provider that enables brands to generate value for and from customers. What does people-smart SaaS solution mean in practical terms? In in this context, what does people-smart mean? Our mission is to help brands to improve their what I call, you know, relational uh, intelligence. And it's like in a, in a private relationship, you know, when you are with someone, you have to, to be able to be, you know, to listen to him, you have to be able to have him speak and express himself. And then you have to be able to analyze what the person is talking to you so that you just improve uh, your relationship and have it last as long as possible. It's exactly the same thing when you are serving brands and consumers. Uh, brands have really to develop the way they are interacting uh, with people and they have to get all the information and analyze the information they get from their consumers, customers to understand them better and to become smart thanks to this data. Actually, mm. That's how you become people smart is because you, because you, you know better your customers and you detect their expectations and you respect their expectations and you develop smarter interactions. That's really key. It's really like in a private relationship, by the way. Right. I'm really interested in how Skeepers entered the U.S. market. In June of this year, you made your debut with the T-Star platform. It's described as an end-to-end solution for brands to easily create and broadcast user-generated videos. And I have so many questions about how that works. The first one is pretty obvious. If it's user-generated content, how do the brands get users to generate it? How does that loop work? Yeah, for... Before describing T-Stone, how it works, it's, you know, UGCs are at the very core of our activity. You know, we help brands to uh, turn their customers into value contributors, having them expressing themselves, thanks to uh, ratings and reviews, for instance, but as well with uh, UGC's videos. Mm. So you, um, when a brand has a community, the idea is to have them expressing themselves about a product or a service, uh, especially appreciate if a brand has difficulties to identify customers willing to testify or to express themselves. We have within our solution, a tool detecting customers who are are promoters of the brand and willing oh. to engage themselves. So it's so, almost like it says it's listening to the conversation and it flags people who would be likely hand raisers who are already communicating a certain amount. 
Yeah, for instance, uh, we are measuring as well the, what we call the NPS, the Net Promoter Score, so which is uh, which helps you to identify your promoters, you know, mm-hmm. customers who talk about you as a brand around them. It's uh, and it's very key because uh, w- when they give you a very high rating in terms of NPS, they are directly telling you, you the brand, that they are talking about you positively. Mm -hmm. So there is a huge opportunity for brands to go further uh, into this engagement and have their customers express themselves about product and services. Uh, It's key. It's really key. UGCs became uh, even more important since the pandemic. Uh, You know, uh, millions of people have been digitalized uh, against their will. So they have been forced to order online and they they had to rely on other customers and so on. And giving a, a face and a voice to the customer is really key to to get some trust uh, and some reinsurance. The voice of customer, you know, customer expressing themselves got even more important since the pandemic. Definitely, we we have been measuring it. Uh, For instance, we could measure that uh, reviews, uh, regular uh, product reviews, we observe a plus 50% consultation, you know, plus 50% of visits or reading the reviews uh, since the pandemic. Wow. It's not really a distrust uh, towards brands. It's more, you know, uh, trust raising even more uh, regarding other consumers. And video is really strategic when you can have, you know, your consumers showing uh, how to use, how they use or appreciate your product and services is key. And even more, um, I used to be on the other side of the mirror before I was a brand. I was working for a brand. And I, I wasn't working, you know, for a, a Martech a marketing technology partner. And it's very difficult when you are a brand to speak properly about your product and services. Mm. You often miss, you know, the, the key information which makes your product a must-have. How is the right is it to understand how the how the consumer is using the product? I, I remember reading that. They IKEA had done some research around a particular uh, couch, and they discovered that users actually didn't sit on the couch; they leaned against the couch. And so, how it was marketed, how they talked about the product, they really yeah. had to adjust, you know, because who knew <laughs> that this is how the young adults who were purchasing this particular couch how they were actually using it. That's fascinating. That's- and not only that, you know, and. Uh, you know, thinking back about the lockdown, for instance, in France, I was locked down in my Parisian apartment, which is quite small, like every apartment uh, in, uh, in in Paris. And when I've been purchasing electronics to cook at home, because it became my, my number one activity as I was locked down, it was <laughs> cooking. You know, uh, at the beginning, it was sport, and then it was cooking. Right. And, uh, and the result is not the same. So anyway, I needed, you know, electronics that fit for real in my apartment, in my small kitchen. And all information like easy to clean or easy to store or, you know, small, doesn't take too much place and so on. This kind of information, you don't get it from a product page, uh, from from a brand or from a distributor. So that's why it is key to have your customers talk about your products because who else can speak better about it and about the real benefits of your products 
Right. Uh, well, and they're seen as not vested. I, I know there's been marketing research in terms of how engaged people become with causes mm-hmm. if they can read about them from third, you know, neutral third parties. And a yeah. consume a fellow consumer is viewed as a neutral. They're like you, that you identify yeah. with that person. So it's exactly. it's more yeah. believable. Question for you. The The platform itself is described as being able to optimize for different formats and shareability across social media, marketing channels, and product pages. Versioning is a huge pain for creative studios. Um, And it makes, you know, one deliverable into millions of deliverables. So in this case, you have user-generated content. Is it automatically reformatted? I mean, this is a bit of a technical question, but it has some practicality. So it's a real back office it happens you don't have to worry about it if you're the brand uh, actually you know actually um you know when you are using this video ugc uh solution which is only one of our solutions where we have several others but let's focus on this one actually your customers are filming themselves with their iphone mm-hmm. and you are helping them, you know, sharing with your, uh, with the customers the kind of topics you want them to talk about. So you are not telling them what they have to say, but you are asking them, you know, what they should uh, ideally describe about the product and share their uh, real and transparent opinion about it. So they are thing, filming themselves and then sending uh, the several videos to our platform and our platforms, our platform will automatically generate a high quality video uh, out of it with chapters, you know, with built in chapters, oh, wow. uh, which is very efficient when, uh, you know, consumers watching the videos want to skip from one chapter to to the other. Mm. You can as well integrate a call to action to purchase a product, but, but, Above all, which is very practical, the, the final product is a video that you can integrate on your product page, but you can as well have a kind convert it into stories for, mm. for Instagram. Instagram some exactly and send it automatically to youtube of course as a brand you review the final video before sharing it on your pages or social social network and if you if you think back when you want as a brand you know when you want to make a video about one consumer talking about a product and services it's always you know you have to to manage with a team filming a consumer it's very expensive and having your consumers filming themselves with a script, you know, uh, Mm. with a kind of a synopsis of the video you are sharing with them. And then they send it to the platform and it's, you know, it generate a scaled videos. You can really, uh, from scratch, you can uh, generate hundreds of videos because often brands have hundreds of products and services to, to, to offer. So you can really at scale easily generate high quality UGCs, which have a strong impact in terms of uh, uh, SEO, um, you know, in the search engines or conversion in terms of conversion rate on your product pages. So what kind of conversion rate? I mean, do you have any stats around those conversion rates? Yeah, we had uh, something uh, with this this video, UGC's videos uh, for several brands. We had something like plus 30% of conversion. 
Wow. Thinking back about regular uh, reviews, you know, text reviews is even higher. Actually, you can uh, really uh, we observed uh, there is a solution in uh, which is uh, which exists as well in the US, which is called Content Square. It's a six analytics solution, mm-hmm. and we could observe that um, web visitors reading reviews convert three times more than. Uh, visitors not reading reviews so it's uh it has a huge impact in terms of conversion do you think that reading reviews is is more is is it the more influential thing rather than a video i know for myself when i'm looking for information i just want to scan and so i i really do want to focus on on the text as a, as a user, but I'm also an old lady. So, you know, there's that, uh, do you find that there are any, you know, who looks at what, or who leans into what for what do you have, you know, when is the UGC video, the way to go? When is the text, the way to go? Does it change depending on the demographic? Do you have any, yeah, so granular. this is this is um, uh, data we obtain from uh, our customers, especially in the health and beauty industry and DIY industry, that <clears throat> videos are more likely, you know, to be watched by um, people around 35 or below 35, which doesn't mean that when you are 36, you don't watch videos. <laughs> And I will will tell you something. I am over 36 and still I'm watching videos, but it depends, you know, how in a hurry you are. Uh, It's not more than a matter of age or uh, generation. It's more, where are you in your purchase cycle? Oh, I see. So when you are in a kind of a hurry, in fact, written reviews are the most uh, impactful way of having content generated by your customers to help other visitors to go Mm -hmm. further to their purchase cycle. When you are more in the discovery phase, you really don't know the product or uh, you just heard about it and you want to know how is it used or, you know, it's very interesting thinking back of this video in GCS, when people are talking, for instance, about clothes, they are really insisting on, you know, when the buttons, do you call it buttons in English, you know, are very, uh, you know, strong and work well, these kind of things. So they really uh, drill uh, into details, details which are key uh, in your day to day when you are using clothes, you know. Oh, interesting. and how do they fit? Are they easy to wash? And this kind of things, it's uh, the details, you, because the details you don't have, uh, you know, uh, it's never described on a product page. Sometimes you can zoom into a picture, but there is... You but know, it's hard. Effect. Well, yeah. that's interesting. I also wonder how much has to do with the nature of the product, high involvement versus low involvement products, utility versus, uh, you know, hedonic kind of things, you know, that the nature of the product where you're going to lean into uh, and where those reviews are going to really, I I can see definitely with beauty, the video, you know, clothing, the video. DIY, DIY, DIY as well, you know, uh, uh, home and garden generally, you know, barbecues. uh, We, we have the brand. We are happy to have the brand Weber as a customer and people are really 
you know, keen, you know, happy to share about uh, how easy to use is their uh, Weber barbecue and easy to store, how you can store items, how you can clean it easily and so on. So health and beauty, DIY, home and garden. But we even have customers selling tractors. Do you understand tractors when you are working on the countryside? Oh, wow. So it can be very technical or it can be easy, such as, you know, beauty products. So there is a wide range. Uh, um, of product for, for which you can use video. And, you know, anyway, as a brand, every time that you think that you have a happy customer, you should anyway try to have them express themselves. Right, right. Another aspect of the tech, at least what I was reading online, was that it had in-video shoppable capabilities. And I was curious how yeah. that worked. Is that that it's, you know, where where does a player like that live? And is it living on the brand's web page is this something that would then get baked yeah, into social exactly. yeah it's um uh, let's imagine you 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 display your videos on youtube about some of your products and services so you can have you know easy built-in uh, call to action leading back to your website and uh-huh transforming, for instance, YouTube visitors into shoppers directly uh, within your website. So this is uh, really efficient and a nice way to to get back some some traffic on your website. And it's very smart as well, because um, as a marketer today, we should be, of course, obsessed we should be obsessed about how do I get more traffic, more visitors on my website and on my mobile application, for instance. But not only interoperability is key. We have to rethink the way we are uh, presenting products and services. And we have to accept that these products and services are uh, staged or shown, showed, you know, somewhere else, YouTube, Messenger, WhatsApp. A message it's you know it's we brands are struggling with this because we you know you have the feeling to lose some of the control your 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 products are displayed but you have to be where your customers are is key you cannot be only in a you know having a, a mindset of generate traffic onto your website and mobile application because this is not the way it works anymore. You have to be there where your customers are. Well, exactly. Because, and also customers don't like friction. They don't like being bounced where they don't want to be. And so that's, that's really interesting. Uh, How does the, the, my feedback and verified reviews how does that tie in? Is that a separate platform? Is that part of this platform? No, we merged. We merged these two platforms. So on the one hand, we we have UGC's platform, and on the other hand, we have a customer experience management platform. At the end of the day, when you manage your experience thanks to our platform, so you identify the pain points of your customers within your stores or on your website, mobile application, and even within your chatbot, if you have a chatbot. Hmm. So you manage your customer experience, you identify the pain points, you send feedback and surveys to know if your customers are satisfied or unsatisfied. You measure the NPS, for instance. And when you have, you know, when you do this, you can do at the same time, you know, some uh, surveys for product reviews and brand reviews. So the both solutions are very linked uh, and merged now right. and as well because brands uh, are really more mature than they used to be a couple mm. years ago. 
uh, a couple of years ago, the way they were using product reviews, for instance, was very tactical mm. to improve uh, conversion and to improve drastically their SEO. But now mature brand understand that when they are analyzing product reviews, for instance, it gives you idea of innovation. Yes. Because, uh, right. Know, your customers can say, oh, it's a pity that this product doesn't have this and that, for instance. And then you can inspire yourself from this content. And anyway, it's a, a huge, well, uh, sorry, yeah. Well, that's so interesting. I had interviewed Will Page, who was the economist, uh, the chief economist at Spotify. And one of the things he said when he was with Spotify was, you know, when they rolled out my playlist and one of the things they found was the customer feedback when somebody, you know, they all of a sudden they were getting, you know, why am I getting the frozen theme song? I don't want to listen to the frozen theme song. And they were able to, to then lead customers to signing up for family plans because what was happening is everybody in the family was using one login that resulted in an adult getting the, you know, frozen theme song, which nobody wants. Um, certainly no adult over and over again. <laughs> but, you know, let's not forget why people, you know, give share reviews. When they share reviews, uh, you know, it's not, it's really to help whether the brand to, to get you know, to, to people. Well, and they're motivated. They care. Yeah. They're willing. They're not bailing yeah. out. They're trying to help. So it's the, the pained customer is actually a huge boon. I mean, obviously the happy customer is even better, but it can, it can uh, guide even you. A happy customer, you know, uh, you know, when you have a review saying, you know, telling great, perfect, Okay, as a brand, you are really happy uh, with this review, but how do you improve yourself with that? You know, but someone right. who is a bit less satisfied <laughs> <laughs> telling you that uh, I don't know, uh, he had to uh, uh, to write to rewrite um, his address for the delivery two times, or he had to click five times before being able to pay or whatever. This is very interesting. Actually, the, the thing is, is the review bad or positive? Um, it's it's one thing, and is the review we say constructive in French? You know, uh, is the, right. the review help? helps you get better. Actually, it's a, it's a real treasure. And right. that's why, you know, we have these two management, uh, customer experience management platform platforms, which were able to analyze surveys, satisfaction surveys. And that's why we merged it with our review solution so Sorry. that we can analyze the reviews more easily. And is that an, an AI that goes through that? So you you bundle things and, and you surface things more swiftly. Yeah. Obviously, you have a volume going on there, I imagine. Yeah, this, is, this AI uh, is built in, in our customer experience management platforms and you know, drives the analysis of customer feedback uh, and all kinds of feedback, by the way, you know, surveys, but as well, you know, uh, what uh, customers are telling to your uh, customer service, for instance. Mm. So it's very helpful if you want to identify that, for instance, I don't know, in Portland, Oregon, you have issues with your delivery. So you can know it very rapidly, analyzing feedback and fixing the issue uh, at a glance. Right. So it's easy to, to analyze thanks to EI. In, anyway, it, 
AI is there, not because people are not smart enough. It's just that it's people the volume, have time. I imagine. Yeah, the volume. People have, have no time. Actually, marketing teams uh, are overwhelmed, actually, and they don't have enough time to analyze all the data uh, that they are getting and receiving. So that's so people don't be afraid about, about AI. Uh, everyone, everybody is smart. We are just, as human beings, sometimes not fast enough, you know, to analyze the amount of data. It's also, I know that you have, have been quoted as talking about the importance of keeping the human in, in the process, how important the human is, but it's where does that human add the value? At what point do they enter the process? So you get the most bang for your buck of that human interaction. And obviously compiling and collating, not a lot of value add to have your human there. But in another point, yes, you do. Now, before we run out of time, you had written a book on e-commerce and e-marketing that was ranked among one of the top five French marketing books. For listeners here who may not have had the opportunity to read your book, learn about your book, uh, what are some of the things that they should keep in mind? What would you say are the top three things, given where we are right now, you know, coming out of pandemic, everybody's been forced to be digital. What are three things that marketers should keep in mind? Okay. As a marketer, there are three things. Uh, uh, the first one is uh, the real time. So, so you have to be able to answer and to analyze and to answer in real time what your customers are doing and saying that this is key so that you can deliver as well in real time the, the accurate answer. That's mm-hmm. key. Uh, the, the other thing is, as uh, a second one, I would say like this is the one we've been talking about uh, before is I call it interoperability is this ability as a brand to be uh, visible, you know, to, to stage your product outside of your website and your mobile application. This is key. This is what every marketing should be mm-hmm. training, about, you know, thinking about oh, our website and our mobile application have disappeared. What do we do now? How do we sell our products? This is a a great and very exciting uh, training to do, you know, uh, Mm. with you thinking about this out of the box. And uh, the third thing, of course, is individualized messages. And today when brands are doing customization, actually they are not that they are doing hyper segmentation to to have individualized messages. Of course, you have to observe the purchase behaviors. Of course, you have to observe the navigation behaviors, but you have to get the feeling of your customer. How is thinking your customer? What is he thinking of you? Is he uh, happy about you as a brand? Is he happy about your products? Is he having a pain point right now with your customer service? So the customer feeling, what he feels actually is definitely something brands should use to uh, deliver for real one-to-one individualized uh, messages. This is key. Uh, there was a very interesting study but made, made by Gartner talking about neuromining, you know, that um, the, the feeling of customers is going to be key within the next five years. And 
that's why brands have to learn right now to deal with this feeling. So to deal with, it means as well that you know the feeling, that you have the tools, you know, to know if your customer is satisfied about you or unsatisfied about you and, and your products. And you cannot anymore deliver the same messages to your promoters, you know, to your satisfied customers, mm. to your unsatisfied customers. And the biggest nightmare as a brand are your customers who are not promoters and not detractors. You know, we call them the passive customers, which is a huge majority, by the way. Mm. And they are able to switch very rapidly to another brand. You know, they, they are not, um, they are loyal, but they are not exclusive. So this is a, a real challenge, uh, you know, for, for the coming years, for brands. It is how am I able to, you know, to be empathic, you know. To well, it's, it's to create a social exchange theory sensation, yeah. even if it's there's a machine back end, the, yeah. the recipient needs to feel that. I mean, if people can feel affection for their Roomba, you know, automated vacuum cleaner, they can feel affection for something if it's crafted in such a way as to capture and re respond properly to where they are emotionally in space. I think that's so interesting, the difference between yeah. individual message customization and hyper-segmentation. I think you're right. I think people often mean hyper-segmentation when really it's about, it's about combining those two things. Um, yeah. Empathy, empathy, Empathy is going to be, you know, something very important in the upcoming years in terms of marketing, you know, the customer feeling. I, I told you at the beginning of the podcast, you know, it's like in a personal relationship, you have to have empathy and to show empathy. And this is an upcoming challenge for brands. That's fantastic. Thank you so much for joining me in conversation. It's been really interesting. And I think all the listeners will have found it very valuable. Thanks for inviting me. We've reached the end of another episode of Up Next. I'd like to close by thanking my production team at Up Next, my friend, Rob Naughton, the voice artist who recorded our open. And of course, all of you, the members of our audience, thank you. I'll be talking to you again next time right here on Up Next.